1: And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East gone.
0: We cannot pay God for what he has done for us too at the beginning of the year. In fact, you started with some people, but they are not around. Amen. And if we should pay for the bread that we have, it would even be a challenge. But just by the message of God. Tell somebody it's just by the message of God. And you see, whenever you have what you call advanced praise or advanced thanks, what you do is that you are securing your future. Because you see, no one can tell even the microseconds before entering into 2012 what will take place. But God knows. Tell somebody God knows. Turn up God knows. And nobody can tell what will take place Even a few hours after you've even entered into 2012. But the Lord knows. That is why when we talk of giving thanks, you are not only giving the Lord thanks because of what you have seen that he has done in your life. But you also have to give him thanks for what you have not yet seen that he has done in your life. So that you secure your future also with your thanksgiving. Once you have secured your past, you also have to secure your future. And it is quite important that we have to understand man's thanksgiving is limited because man only thank you for what you have done for him. But God does not want us to only thank him for what he has done for us, he also wants us to thank him for what he has not done. I thought you said an amen to that. Whenever you walk with God and you learn that principles of advanced thanksgiving and praise, there is nothing you expect from God that God will not do for you. Every time you are walking with the Lord, or once you call yourself a believer, whether you are serious with God or you are not serious with God, I believe as you are entering into 2012, you will change your mind. You will not always wait for the 31st or the last Sunday to wear white, white, or come in to lift up your hands and weep and cry unto the Lord. Then you begin the year again and start messing up. ICGC Worldwide. Has declared the year of 2012, the year of purity. Because it's about time we need to live certain lives that is honorable in the sight of the Lord. That is acceptable in His sight. Church is now turning into a disco room. Amen. Instead of place of exalting the name of the Lord, Holiness has been shaped under the carpet which is the highest standard of what God is looking for because we are not showing gratitude. Ask somebody how grateful are you to God? To the extent that even when somebody asks God for shoe and the shoe has not come then the person stops going to church. Or somebody prayed for a husband and has not gotten a husband yet and because of that the person says I will not serve God again. God is wicked. As if the husband is more than God. Somebody prayed for a job, and the job has not yet manifested. They said, oh, "Because I don't have job now, I will not serve the Lord." I also, uh, God has not been kind to me. I'm active in His house. I've been serving. Look at me. I don't even have a job to do. Then, if you will complain like that, then what will Abraham and others say? Hello, Abraham, with all their promises, have to wait on God for years. David with all the prophetic word upon his life has to wait for the Lord until it was fulfilled. Joseph has to also wait. And they are not only waiting for a day but some of them wait for 23 solid years. Some waited for 25 years. Just waiting on the prophecies and the promises of God. And within all this period of years, scripture says that they were steadfast if you read the hall of fame of Hebrews 11 it tells you of men who were cut in a sender pregnant women who were even cut in a sender with their babies dying and they also dying some were burnt alive but they still could not confess negatively they still thank God Stephen was being stoned Even in the midst of he being stoned, he lifted up his eyes and said, God, forgive them and do not count it against them. And he thanked God for counting him worthy to die for the gospel. Through his thanksgiving and his appreciation to God, even in times of pain, Saul, the one who masterminded the killings, became Paul, who wrote all the greater books that you can think of all apostles could write. Our thanksgiving opens doors for us. David will always tell you, David, even when he was being pursued by Saul, on so many accounts, three major death attempts on his life, in all those periods, even when he has to faint like a madman before the king of the Philistines, because he realized that he was the one that even helped to kill Goliath, or he even killed Goliath. And took the sword of Goliath. Even when he was a fugitive. The only sword he had. Was the sword of Goliath. And when he was being chased from the people. He even defended. And he entered into the camp of the enemy. And the king Achish wanted to kill him. Because he realized he was David. The bible says that. Then David feigned himself like a madman. Spitted on his body. And the king of the Philistines got angry. And said drive him out of my presence. Because I don't want a mad person in my presence. When David left there. David did not murmur. David only thanked the Lord and rejoiced with God. Most of us have been reading Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is not just a psalm. It's an encounter and a challenge that David went through. When Saul made an attempt to end his life, shot at him and he dodged. And he could not even still come in to sit before Saul and still praising God for Saul's evil spirit not to torment him. How many of you will be faithful that in that way to your boss? When you even know literally your boss wants to kill you. Will he even show your face? Amen. But he still does that. And could write Psalm 23. That the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to life. When you listen to that psalm. It is not only a prayer. But it is a thanksgiving. When he was walking through. The place of death and torment. He said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. If we're some of us, once you are entering into those bad times, when horrible times, challenging times, that is where you start lifting up your eyes and say, God, why are you so wicked to me? Look at then you start comparing. Look at Ajua. Recently Ajua just entered a church. You are blessed Ajua. Look at Kojo. Look at this. Even this one was my convent. He's been blessed. You see, the reason why you are not seeing God's glory and honor in your life is your continuous murmuring and comparing yourself with somebody. But if you will see the faithfulness of the Lord, that even in trial times, the same David said, he said, you have picked me out of the clay, and you have set my feet upon the rock. When he was giving that joy and was giving that thanksgiving, he was not on the rock. He was in the clay. But when he gave the thanksgiving, God picked him out of the rock and set him on the maric- s- picked him from the clay and set his feet upon the rock. I don't know what you are going through. But sometimes you will allow circumstances and challenges to take away your joy and your peace. And it makes you even look at God as God is not there. And so man should be there for you. And sometimes you are even disappointed by men. And and sometimes by the disappointment of men, it even affects our mood and affects our joy. Bible did not say give your heart to men. Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked above all things. I don't care who that man is. Including the bishop and the pastor. And the person that is sitting by you right now. You look at a person's face so nice. But the thought in that person's mind. If you begin to show on this screen. you, you, You wish you have run away from the person. Amen. But the best person that you can always lift up to. Whose heart is clean and whose heart is pure. Is God. And with him, there is no shadow of doubt. And when you come to him and you rejoice with him, he also rejoices with you. Tell somebody he rejoices with you. Tell somebody he rejoices with you. What would you have done if you were poor and you were silas, Found yourself in a prison. You didn't steal. You have not cheated. But you found yourself in the prison because you were preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you didn't do anything wrong. But you saw a demon possessed girl. Who has been tormented by the devil. And just casted out the demon out of the lady. And that was your offense. Arrested and imprisoned. And not only that but you were chained. And whilst you are in the prison. You also will go ahead. When you don't even know your faith. And lift up your voice. And pray and worship the Lord. How many of you will do that? Whenever you say you are serving God or you are honest and faithful to God, it is not when everything is alright. The true test of your faithfulness and your thanksgiving to the creator is when even all things are negative. Can you sincerely tell God I worship you and I thank you. When you know things are not working right in your life. Somebody will say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Oh, don't look at us to think. That is why the Bible says that nobody takes it upon himself to be called a man of God. Those that take it upon themselves, you are seeing them by their fruit. But he said, this one were call of the Lord. Even Jesus Christ in the times of his trials and affliction could lift up his eyes and said, God, I thank you. How I many of you can do that? People always you look at a pastor and think he's a superhuman super human being. Don't make a mistake. We go through worse things than you go through. Our trials and temptations are more than you. Because God will always use us as a guinea pig to serve as an example to preach. So it is important for you to know that working with the Lord, it's not only good times, but there are bad times also. But he says that in all times, praise him. Tell somebody in all times, praise him. Tell person in all times, praise him. You see, that is the difference between you, a child of God, and someone who is not a child of God. The one that is not a child of God, in bad times, cannot praise God. Because his praise is centered on circumstances. But the child of God praises God at all times. Whether good times or bad times, he praises God. That is why you and I can survive some things. The very thing that needs to kill others, we go through it and we live. Oh, do you think you are living because of your smartness? No. Do you think you are living because of your intelligence no do you think you are living because you have some money in your pocket no do you think you are living because you have some nice car to drive no do you think you are living because you are the most handsome and beautiful lady or gentleman in the world no or you think you are living because you are the best doctors no you are living because god wants you to live and he counts you among the living Pastor, what are you talking about? Oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand who God is. Our tears, our memories, our cries does not change God. He is who he is. Tell somebody who he is. Tell he is. he is who he is. He does not change. He is who he is. Amen. And, and, and I love it. He said, when we don't praise him, He will even call stones to praise him. But I don't know about you, but if you will sit down and stones will praise the Lord, then I don't know what you are talking of. Ask somebody who will allow stones to praise God. Let the person give you an answer. This morning as you are sitting there and listening to me, do you think God deserves your thanks? Or oh, you think you wrote that exams and failed? So because of that, God. Because you prayed, you pastor. I prayed, I really fasted and prayed, but when I wrote it, I failed. Even I even fasted and prayed, and the pastor assured me that when I go, I'll get the visa. I didn't get it, so I cannot even thank God. Pastor, I love that guy. I was who was even supposed to have married this year. But I just woke up from the wrong side of his bed and this is it. And right now, pastor, I am shattered within. Disappointment or not, you still need to thank the Lord. Whether you have money in your pocket or not, you need to still thank the Lord. Whether you are healthy or not, you still need to thank the Lord. Whether you are married or not, you need to still thank the Lord. Whether you have a child or not, you still need to thank the Lord. Whether you know it or you don't know, you need to thank the Lord. You need to thank him. You need to thank him. And from the scripture I quoted, I have just laid some foundation. Let's look at it. The scripture the, 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 the message I want to share with you on the Thanksgiving is about a thankful heart. Tell someone a thankful heart. Tell up person a thankful heart. Do, do you really have a thankful heart? Psalm 138. I read. He said, I will give you thanks with all my heart. With all what? He said, I will sing your praise before the heavenly beings. I will bow down toward your holy temple. And give thanks to your name. For your constant love and faithfulness. You have exalted your name. And your promise above everything else. On the day I called you answered me. You increased strength within me. All the kings on earth will give you thanks Lord. When they hear what you have promised. Not what you have done. What you have promised. They will sing of the Lord's ways. For the Lord's glory is great. Though the Lord is exalted, he takes note of the humble. But he knows the haughty from afar. If I will walk in the thick of danger, you will preserve my life from the anger of my enemies. You will extend your hand. Your right hand will save me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Amen. Amen when you understand the scripture I just read, she would know from inferring or from understanding it even on the surface that the psalmist was not thanking God for what God has done for him. Amen. But he was thanking God for who he is. That's somebody he was thanking God for who he is. We thank God not for what God has done for us. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank God for who he is. Tell somebody you thank God for who he is. And not what he has done for you. You know why? Because whatever God needs to do for us has already been given to us. That is what a lot of us don't know. So when we go to heaven, we'll have the shock of our life. Because whatever you need has already been supplied. Bible says he has blessed us with all blessings in heavenly places. The only thing that con- converts the blessings which is past, which has already been given, is our thanksgiving or our hearts of thankfulness. When you go on your knees and you are asking God for the car, it is not that now they are going to heaven, uh, what it called garage to go and manufacture it. When you begin praying for it, the car is already there before it comes into your heart to pray for it. When you ask God for a child, it is not that it is going to uh, produce a child. The children are already there with your name tag on it. When you begin to thank the Lord, the children manifest in your life. Because between the spirit and the physical it what attracts the magnetic pool is thanksgiving. Which can come in the form of prayer. Song. And worship. Anything you need. From the Lord is already supplied. Tell somebody it's already supplied. The other person is already supplied. So, when we stand before God, it's not on now that God is going to give us what we are asking Him, He's already done it. When it is healing, He has already healed us. He knew we will have this sickness at this time of our life on this earth, so He went ahead and died and provided healing. Amen. So when he provided a healing, when you and I get there, we are healed by his stripes. He knows you and I will go through sorrow and challenging times. So Bible said he went ahead and he was a what a, 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 a bruise for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Because he knows there will be times you and I will go through difficult times. So he paid the price of peace. So that peace will not be a scarce commodity for us. But it will be something that is for us. So we don't need to fight for peace. We already have peace. How many of you are following what I'm sharing with you? This morning I'm changing your theology. I need a husband. No, 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 no. God has already provided you the man before you were born. If you, in fact, if you check through scripture, you will realize that Adam and Eve were not created in Genesis chapter 2. Adam and Eve were created in Genesis chapter 1. Bible said that a male and the female he created them. The blessing that the Lord echoed in Genesis chapter 2. Be fruitful and multiply. In fact, he spoke about that in Genesis chapter 1. So he made man, men, and female in the spirit first, and blessed them in the spirit. And in Genesis chapter 2, he now began to convert whatever he has spoken in the spirit into physical terms. Hello, give me a wave. That is why when Adam got up and saw Eve, he was not confused, and he said, This is now. The bone of my bone, the flesh of my blood. Which means that this is now the permissible time. This is now the due season for God to bring me that which he gave me in the spirit into manifestation. This is now. This is now. If you go home, check it. The plants, the earth and everything, he created them in Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 2, he put all of them in physical terms that you can handle. Anything you need and you desire, God has already given you. Tell somebody God has already given you. Bible says that God has given us all that pertains to life and godliness. Say life and godliness. If you understand this, nobody can take your life away before your time. Hey, pastor, you don't know this man He's a terrible juju man. Oh, you are making a mistake. Do you know that a juju man, the witch, and everything their soul is in an animal. Hello. Do you know that anybody that is a satanist doesn't have a soul? Any soul or her soul is an animal. That is deep. I'm not going to take you more. you and I our soul and our life is not in an animal. Our soul and our life is in the king of kings and the lord of lords. Bible said that we are in Christ and Christ is in us. We do not beg for life. We are life. That is why Bible said the righteous man lays down his life and he picks his life back. You can choose when you want to die and how you want to die. Because you see, we have to come to this level of Christianity and understand who we are. You can choose to entertain that sickness or you can choose to give that sickness an exit. You can choose to be poor or choose to be rich. Even you can choose to enjoy the good things of the earth or enjoy the crumbs. Because God has given you and I the power to determine our existence and who we want to be. You somebody said, Pastor, and I'm praying. I've been fasting and praying, and I am praying, and I am praying, and, and I'm praying. Pastor, I am praying. Pray. It's good to pray. But after your prayer, show me the results. Because there is no one who prays and does not have results. When you pray, you have results. Everybody seated here listening to me, you are the result of my prayer. Oh, you thought you just woke up and said you are coming to church. It's a lie. I prayed you into the church. Because when I was starting, I did not see you. But I saw you in the spirit. And I prayed you into being. And today, I am seeing you physically. And when you understand this principle, you see, when you understand such principles of life, you don't compete with anybody. In fact, I am secured as a person. I don't compete with anyone. If you know me, you will know. I am not troubled by anything. In fact, material things don't move me. Neither is anybody leaving me or staying with me. Because there is one thing I know. Whoever God gives me, He shows you, and you can pray it into being. You have to know that God has tell somebody God has already given you everything you need. So don't be sad. The devil comes and trouble and confuse you to think that God is not there for you. no, God is there for you. whether in bad times or in good times, the Lord is with you. Uh, uh, it was said of the, a story of the seashore, the sand beach where somebody was walking through and he said when he was walking, he saw all of a sudden he saw the Lord by inside and, and the Lord was walking with her and they were chatting. And then you saw that on the footprints of the sword there are four feet. Because two for him, sorry, two for her and two for the Lord. And so she was secured. She was feeling good. Uh, ah, can you, uh, Do you understand me? When you pray and you feel God's presence and you realize, now God is here. Everything you are doing, you are seeing the goodness of God. Exactly. But he said at a certain period when they were going, all of a sudden he did not see the two feet again. Therefore, he saw two. And when she saw two, she was contemplating. Where is the Lord? So she became al- alarmed. Where is the other two? And she was confused. And she was still going back. She was not secured. She, she was so much afraid. And the Lord tapped her and he said, listen to me. When I was with you, with the four feet, I was there. Even with the two feet, I am still with you. He said that two feet, It's not your feet. It is my feet. Your two feet. I am carrying you. Because that is the time of your challenges and your troubles. So sometimes in trial times, in challenging times, people can abandon us. People will leave us. People will betray us. People will not be there for us. And we will think we are alone. Have you felt that way before? And sometimes you wish you should kill yourself. Sometimes you wish life is not worth living. You hear all kinds of thoughts. You hear all kinds of things that will be flooding your mind. You get discouraged. You don't even want to continue again. You want to just end it. It happens to everybody. Sometimes you may be driving and even feels like you drive and crush yourself. Because after all, what is life? Because you are owing, everybody's chasing you. You have this trouble here, you have that trouble here, you have whatever here, you turn everywhere, you are not tenable. Amen. And on top, when you you think people should be there, people you have helped, you want them to help you. That is the time they turn their back on you. Intense pressure. When you thought one pressure has ended, that is when another is coming. And sometimes you ask yourself, Why me? Why should I go through all this? You hear people giving their testimonies and you ask, ah, why is it me having this testimony? Hello? And, and sometimes you wonder whether God is by your side. So you wonder whether God is real. And you have prayed all the prayers you need to pray. Wept all the tears you need to shed. By yesterday, you don't see anything. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to announce to you that you are not alone. God is there with you. You don't see him, but he's there. He is there. Let me quickly give you six reasons why giving thanks is important. Six reasons why giving thanks is important. One, the first reason why giving thanks is important is because God has constant love. Tell somebody God has constant love. Tell a God has constant love. In fact, the love of God is not situational. Man's love is subject to situation. As long as I appeal to you, and I do what is right, you will love me. Is that okay? But let me hurt you. That is where I will really know whether you love me or not. Are you following it? As long as a wife pleases a husband the husband will love the wife. But the very day, the wife makes a mistake. The same love, the husband will say, first, I love her. But now, the love is gone. The same woman will love the man. And even when he's talking, she's talking, sorry, she, she will praise the man and everything. Until the man does something wrong. Now the woman now looks at him and says, this devil, you devil, go away from me. Amen. And, and you see the woman now talking with bitterness and insulting the man, and even when there are children, it will, she will insult the children also and, and send the insult through the male of the children to the father. Amen. Amen. And, and you ask, what has happened to this love? Because that love is based on situational. Tell somebody it's based on situational. You see a guy and a girl, they are in love and they are enjoying themselves. Nothing, look. Hey, anywhere they are walking, bumper to bumper. But all of a sudden, you meet a lady another time and say, oh, how is it? He said, fine. He said, oh, so how is Johnny doing? Pastor, the least talk about this gentleman, the better. I don't even want to hear his name. Hey! Why? Because something has happened. Tell somebody something has happened. Because that love is based on situation. But when we come to God, oh my God, tell somebody when we come to God. God doesn't care whether I hate him or I love him. His love for me does not change. Look, I can mess up and I can still go to him and say, God, I come to you. Take me as I am, and God will accept me. Why don't I thank him? will reject me. When all men will think maybe I have messed up whether by women, whether by drinking I have backslidden, I have become the worst sinner, I have even killed I have even raped, I have done whatever when I go to God and I repent of my sins, he still accepts me and loves me and cleanses me as if I have no sin so why should I remain in my sin? Why? Why should I kill myself? Because it's a God of a second chance. Oh, I don't know who I am talking to. I said it's a God of a second chance. That is why in life, you don't need to be bothered by what man says about you. You need to be bothered by what God says about you. Because the love of God is constant. I don't know who I am talking to this morning. If you and I can come to this realization. That God's love for us is constant. It doesn't matter what we go through. Whether men are there for us or they are not there for us. Because, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not, you cannot change the state of the heart of man. Man will still remain man. If you like, cut your head and put it in a tray and put it in a plate like that of the head of John the Baptist, still, man will not be satisfied. That is why even in economic terms, they said the needs of man are insatiable. No matter how a wife can kill herself for the husband, the husband is still a man. No matter how the husband can kill himself for the wife, the husband is still, or the wife is still a woman or human being. No matter how you kill yourself for your employer, he is still a man. But the one that looks from above and sees you down here and always will be there for you, it is Jehovah God. His love for you does not fail.
1: Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Egon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgcestagon.com or email to yawa temple icgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 57 You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service, and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you,
0: I know.